Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Good to be back. Thanks for all the well wishes. And uh, in the uh, recovery zone, uh, so to speak, even though I heard that Greg's still um, under the... Uh, Home order there, too, has the flu, et cetera, at the station. So uh, we're going through what everyone else is. Phone lines are 855-839-1210. You get on board. Got some great guests coming up today. Uh, the Money Minute, Money Melody for a $50 Metro Diner card. That'll be coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. But I want to start where it is amazing. This is where they're going to put their chips, but... You have to understand, if you're the progressives, the Biden supporters, what else are you going to do? And I have a story today from Politico, which is a, you know, I wouldn't say center. It's a slightly left to a little bit more left publication saying that abortion in 2024, and they have all kinds of reasons, is not going to be a knockout punch, not even something that, in their view, moves the needle. You know, and in a very, very close race, it might uh, help, but it's not as it has been. That doesn't mean we ought to let up. We need better crafting. We're trying to get Kellyanne Conway on to talk about what she recommends, and I think she's the best at it. But Trump, and say if it were a Nikki Haley as VP, I mean, Ron DeSantis is radioactive on this. You just got to face reality on that. But it is not going to be the definitive issue. I still think the definitive issue is, and I'm looking at what Scott Presler is doing now. Now he's organizing truck drivers across Pennsylvania, and he's coming to town on the 14th. We're going to talk with his buddy Sam Warapiza today about that and about U.S. boxing, saying that men can fight women as long as they follow, you know, just flying in the face of everything we've always been taught. It's crazy talk. We'll get into that at 1 o'clock. So where are they going to go then? Mail-in balloting, and we know how to make up that deficiency. But Biden, because of the fear of the weather, really, it's going to rain over the weekend, is not going to be in Valley Forge, oh my God, on uh, January 6th. He's coming tomorrow, and he's going to Montgomery County Community College. Now, this is where we need the local Republican Party, the state Republican Party. Look, we we know what's happened in the suburbs, right? You've heard me go after the Delaware County Republicans repeatedly. I realize things have changed, but we can't lose the suburbs substantially. If we lose or win, and it's tight, like, say, a Bucks County, 
what do they do that the others don't, or is it just a different playing field? Well, then, we're going to win the presidency, I believe. So Biden is going to go to Valley Forge, and here's the thing, out of all the list of things that just, you know the number one thing that bothers me about Biden. I mean, he's like the uh, character in being there. The gardener, Chauncey. How the hell did this guy get to be president? He, he's never been smart. He's just never been smart. And he's even a whole lot worse now. It's an accidental thing. COVID helped him, the basement strategy. Biden, uh, Obama picking him because he thought he had to get inside Washington. The other candidates on the Democratic side being so bad. Mail-in balloting. Election shenanigans, and we have Biden, the accidental Chauncey uh, Gardner, the uh, just, I, I just, look, stupidity is stupidity, but when you're this bold about it, it's tough to watch. That's the number one complaint I have about the Bidens. But every time Biden drags out some tired old statement like Kevlar on the deer, why do you need that uh, assault rifle to be killing deer, you know, or the, the cannons, how they were regulated by the Revolutionary War uh, groups? He's going to go for Charlottesville. He's going to take us down that route of Charlottesville again. So I'm not going to play you all the sound again. I might play it tomorrow, Dan, if you have that ready. What Trump said and what Biden says he says and what Biden says about Charlottesville. Now, was Trump a bit mangled here? Yeah, but I can say it with, uh, you know, the ability to now look at everything and agree with Trump on this. There were different groups of people there. There were people there that were there just to protest those statues or statue. There were people there who thought the statue should remain, and we're not white supremacists or anything else. Then there were the animals on both sides, okay, that were shooting um, flamethrowers, not flamethrowers, some kind of torch at each other. And uh, Terry McAuliffe and the state police and others, they just let them have at it instead of moving in and stopping that. And what Trump said about good people on both sides Biden will continuously say, well, what he was saying is he's with the supremacists and all these uh, Confederate statues. That's where we're going again. I'm looking at Axios today and Biden's renewed focus on January 6th. Okay, we knew that would happen. But also the Charlottesville aspect of this. He's going to portray the white nationalist rally in Charlottesville during the 2020 campaign as a Trump-inspired threat to democracy and meld that into January 6th. It will uh, play in ads built around two Biden events over the next week that will invoke the Capitol riot. We're running a campaign like the fate of our democracy depends on this because it does. And look, we have 100 examples here locally, and uh, Dan is trying to get some of these people on. We have Art Haywood. I mean, this guy uh, represents Mount Airy. State Senator Haywood, what is he doing? Well, he is trying to dismiss Doug Mastriano from office because of Mastriano's part in 2020 and being there at the Capitol. Now, you know that I have no love lost for Doug Mastriano, 
and the sycophants who wouldn't see what was coming, no matter how much I predicted, what he would cost us. But they're trying to take him off the ballot and out of office. They're trying to take Scott Perry off the ballot. You see what all this off the ballot stuff. And they're lecturing us about democracy. January 6th has now replaced, well, I don't know, for the left, I guess it's their July 4th. They're all patriots. January 6th is the new July 4th. And there's a guy, I mention it every time, just so that you know, State Representative Ed Nielsen, who's a bit of adult, Eddie, and he has signed up with two of these radicals. Haywood is one, and a, uh, Representative Rab, Chris Rab. And what they're trying to do is make January 6th a day that must be remembered in various ways in all the public schools, I guess all the schools across Pennsylvania. Do we do that for 9-11? No. But January 6th. So you see what they're up to here. They're up to here trying to make this riot into an insurrection, even though no one has been charged, either among the rioters, even the more severe ones, or Trump, or anybody in the Trump orbit, charge him. Charge him with insurrection. Bring up insurrection. Prove it. At least make the attempt at it might bolster this. And what they're doing now, Haywood, trying to take out Mastriano, this guy still up is involved. The guy I told you is a gadfly suing everybody out there uh, to try to remove from office because they can't win these seats. Or You know what? It's not even they can't. I mean, I think Scott Perry's going to have a tough time because I see uh, seven or eight people running against him. But imagine tomorrow we're going to have to hear about Charlottesville again. Then he's going to be at Montgomery County Community College, probably touting some kind of um, STEM or something out of one of his cockamamie spending programs. We'll hear about that. But are are you getting it? I think you're aware of this, that in Philadelphia and these four suburban counties, the fate of the nation and the world will be decided. That's what I'm convinced of. The good news, abortion, according to Politico, and I think several people I respect, and there are a lot of uh, reasons for this, one of which is when voted on, when these abortion initiatives won in states like Ohio and all that, they've done the polling, and a lot of Republicans voted for them also because a lot of Republicans think that a six-week ban and stuff like that is outrageous, meaning these are not quite the drivers in a big election like 2024, Politico says, that we may have thought. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think Republicans have to do a much better job on articulating what their message is on this. But it gives me a lot of hope on that front. Where I don't have hope yet is the mail-in balloting part. Just don't. Don't see it here in Pennsylvania. Also, where I do see hope, Sherelle Parker and I, you know, was thinking about coming on, even though oh, it would have been difficult on Wednesday, uh, to talk about, I'm pleased on Twitter I didn't get the usual, oh, just another Democrat. So we hope to have her on in the near future, the new mayor. And the stuff that she's put out, going after the ATVs, no safe injection sites, 
all out in Kensington, and uh, quality of life, stopping the lawlessness, retail theft. So the argument is, yeah, but, uh, and people are right on Twitter, I get it. What about Larry Krasner? Well, the answer is, I told you what their strategy is going to be. What else can they do with Krasner except to show people in Philadelphia every day that they are arresting people, they are cracking down on this stuff, and have detailed statistics. He's not going to get away with it as he usually does, just facing people down and saying the police are not doing their job. I don't think that's going to happen. Now you can say, but that's still not going to stop him. I agree. He is a force of malevolence. But what it will do is it will create a climate where, let's face it, an African-American female mayor can challenge him on this, maybe second to none, and particularly someone with the firepower of Sherelle Parker. And that will be coming up. This is not easy. You can't wave the magic wand and get rid of Krasner. He is the great white whale. You know, we also have his impeachment case coming up, a ruling on that, I would predict, maybe in February. If that goes through, the state Senate appears to have more appeal. I mean, they, they, uh, people in Harrisburg did pass a new retail theft law. It's not as direct as, as I'd like, but you see what's happening. People are pushing back against Krasner. But you've got to live in the world of reality. I mean, is, is any show, is anybody going after this guy more? But I recognize the adversary. That's how you defeat him. It's not easy. He is the number one guy. George Soros got his money worth here with this guy. Oh, Dan, so we have uh, audio on, sound on. Sherelle talking about public uh, safety. From oh, okay, about public speech. safety, yes. The rousing speech, energy, etc. Unfortunate that John Street's uh, grandson... Man, I was thinking we have Sharif Street, who is the son, in studio with the guy that's a majority leader. But given the fisticuffs at the Met, I don't know. We may have to have a lot of security there. I'm sure Dan could provide that. He'd have to sit in studio. All right. Here's a little of Sherelle Parker. need a GPS to make it to 52nd and Market Street. They know how to get there. There is so much work to be done, and we cannot wait to get started. Public safety. In our first 100 days included in that plan, my administration will announce specific plans to increase the number of Philadelphia police officers on our streets. Listen, with the focus on community policing citywide, stop. Sherelle, why is this important? In every neighborhood in the city of Philadelphia, remember Maya's quote, We can't get angry because people who live and work and own a business in our city have told us on many occasions that they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods. And we can't we can't be angry at them because they have publicly expressed to us how they feel. But this is what we can do. We can tell them that we have a right to do our best to work on rebuilding trust between our police departments and communities who have a reason not to trust, but to figure out by having officers engaged in community policing, walking the beat, riding the bikes, officers there as guardians and not warriors, getting to know the people that they are sworn to protect and serve. Listen, they're because they're making sure 
sure things are okay on your, on your commercial quarter or at your rec center. They are there to build proactive relationships with you. And I didn't change my message no matter where I went in the city. And you know what? We can have both. We can have community policing and strengthen those police and community relationships, and we can have accountability at the same time where we have zero tolerance for any misuse and or abuse of authority under a Parker administration for any law enforcement official who does not follow the rules. Sherelle. All right, so um, what we're going to see here, as I said, now... You know, um, look, we love Sherelle Parker. Thanks to Dan and one of her chief people now. I think one of the three that's her chief of staff. We have over the course of a year and a half, I guess, or so. I just remember at the Phillies World Series run, uh, how loud it was. I think one of the Fridays we had her on. So it was before that. Had her on. She took a chance. She comes on. You know, here, all that time to your Dan. You don't want to go with that guy. And we end up talking about beauty powers in Northwest Philadelphia. There you go. So we have high hopes here, uh, declaring a public uh, uh, emergency. Um, uh, and uh, oh, okay, this. Yeah. Uh, so you, you want a little yeah. backstory there? Yes. Yeah. So yesterday we were talking about Parker and Michael Pelka. Um, he talked about how here I have some audio of Sherelle talking about yeah. declaring a public emergency. And he referenced out in the West, I think it was Governor Newsom or some other states, yes. uh, imposed a, a, a similarly a, 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 right. an unconstitutional gun ban using this, quote, public emergency. So he's nervous that, you know, will Sherelle uh, impose some no. kind of further, you know, gun ban? Well, I see no evidence of any of that. Yeah. In this. Yeah. No, I mean, the public emergency is uh, to trigger various resources and everything else to come into play so that Kensington doesn't remain Kensington. She, she fact, says that word for word here if you want to hear it. Yeah. Well, how are you going to do it? We heard you talk about community policing. I'm also going to declare a public safety emergency. Yes, I am. We are going to expeditiously get every available resource into neighborhoods, listen, struggling from scourges of crime, gun violence, drugs, and addiction. I want you to know this. On a personal note, Nothing was more frustrating for me on this campaign trail when I was working to earn your support than someone who said to me, Sherelle, we think you lack compassion when you talk about cleaning up the open-air drug markets that have existed in our city. When you have talked about we have to do that now, you don't sound very compassionate. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't see that. Uh, look. We're going to call them as we see them with this. So, you know, let's let's just for once not be just getting into putting our uniforms or into our corners. Uh, even the five yesterday talked about Parker. Now, they, they bollocks things up a little bit. I mean, this is someone who has said this clearly ran on this and won as a Democrat. I would rather see, though, rather than this hundred days before it happens, I thought on day one they would be ready. That's what I would do. So I would even be more urgent about this. And remember, this has a lot of consequence toward the suburbs, ultimately. If Philadelphia is lawless, 
You're not going to contain it in Philadelphia. It comes to the suburbs. All right, side question today. We were all planning to do this on uh, January 2nd. And it's one of our favorite categories. We hadn't done it in quite a while. And some of it was propelled. Usually we call it the GOAT, greatest of all time. You give us a category. Did you make up yourself, whatever the category? For example, greatest American of all time. Easy. Washington. You can dispute that on Twitter. Dom Show Twitter. Well, I dispute it right now. Hulk Hogan. It's Washington. It's yeah, Hulk there Hogan. You go. That's right. He's a real American. Washington's not. Yes. There you go. Hulk Hogan versus Washington. Yeah. Let's get him in the ring. Or a negative, worst of all time. You can take that side because I still maintain Wilson Good was worse than Jim Kenny. Yeah, Jim, I have your back on this. For what? Philadelphia mayor? Yes. Yeah. Blowing up the city even more, Dan. Saying he couldn't go there. He was afraid he'd be assassinated. My God, tag me in as mayor then. Are you kidding me? And then shoddy build up. They had to tear the houses down after they built them up again out there on Osage Avenue. So I still maintain it. Worst of all time. Uh, how about yours? Either category. I'm going to do one for each. Greatest of all time uh, basketball player, Michael Jordan. Uh, well, obviously. Well, I thought you had Will Chamberlain, huh? Yes, uh, of course. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. And then uh, worst of all time, Dom, I'm going to go, uh, let's go worst radio talk show host of all time, Alec Baldwin. That is genius. Do you yeah. have that cut of Baldwin? Uh, well, my keyboard's not working. If you're listening to oh. engineering, I could use some batteries here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we'll play that at some point when he filled in on Talk Radio 1210. That's interesting. From, yeah, from New York. and they. Uh, um, when we come back, uh, uh, oh, we have some time. Oh, great. We're, we're going to, uh, when can we take some calls, Ivan? Do we we have calls that are on there now? No calls calls yet. No calls calls yet. What number do people call to get on the air? Do we have that number? It's right there. No, do I have the call number in front of me? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Can you imagine during the break what that was like with this guy? Probably came out and stomped that Ivan guy right there. Just hope he wasn't uh, waving a gun around or anything. And, of course, back at home base on 1210, who was the producer coordinating all this? Greg? Greg Stocker. Oh, hey. Yes. Oh, my God. There's a book there. Oh, we Craig do, Ivan. Rolling. But guess what, Ivan? I'm taking a break. I'm going to come in right now. <laughs> we'll have something I mean, to Ivan talk and Greg about. could have done a better job, I bet. Oh, my God. Ivan, yeah. <laughs> Dan the Red could have done better. Okay. That's uh, interesting. Worst talks. That is genius. That's going to be hard to beat. You get the premise today. Worst or best. All right, how are you feeling about Sherelle Parker? And uh, Biden comes back to our area tomorrow, Montgomery County Community College. Look, we have to do decently in the suburbs, and we have to wring every single vote we can out of Philadelphia. Scott Presler is on this. Just need more of the Trump people to get it. Look, Biden understands one thing. He understands the importance of Pennsylvania. I'm not so sure the Trump people do. Biden is driven, if nothing else, he's determined to win Pennsylvania. If that means he's got to come here every five seconds, he'll probably bring another $100 million with him tomorrow, at least for some cockamamie program. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that 
you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Stop time. Good to be back with you with Dan and Jim here on Talk Radio 1210. Phone lines 855-839-1210, AT&T, and Verizon Wireless. All you have to do is just push pound 1210. So uh, January 6th, all day again tomorrow, even though it's not January 6th, then on January 6th, we'll have that. What else would you do when you have nothing? And as I said, a lot of people are starting to think that abortion is not going to be enough for them to scrounge over the finish line. And I'm starting to be in that camp. But the advantages are still the mail-in ballots, something that we should easily... You know, I I don't care what they're thinking as far as resources and technology, etc. If we're up to me, whatever money I could scrounge together, I'm putting it down there on the table, and I'm going to say this is the Manhattan Project. We are going to try to beat them at mail-in balloting. Now, we probably will not, given a lot of uh, speed they have uptick, and this is what they do year-round. But if we come in the swing states, or just throw it all in the Pennsylvania, is the way to go. And we do that, we're going to win. It's pretty simple. That's my bet. All right. Um, on the, the, the other good news is I'm starting to become convinced. See, I, I thought it was just uh, inflation. They're blaming Chick-fil-A now as greed inflation because... Uh, since uh, the Biden administration, it's gone up over 20% how much items cost or some items at Chick-fil-A. Look, I believe it's just Biden and Bidenomics that has caused this, and they're not going to win on that. But the border is starting to creep up, and we're going to see another massive surge coming up. So on, uh, you may not have been with us on New Year's Day, but Dan and I were here and Jim. And the American Pope, he's called, the Cardinal of New York, was on both with Maria Bartiromo and also this um, Catholic-run Center for Migration Studies. And they were talking about how hard hit New York is. There's a lot more news today. Jeff Andrew is here tomorrow. 12.30, Dan? Yes, 12.30 Yeah, 12.30. Big guess because... Across, and he's plugged into this. Across New Jersey, various mayors are putting the police at various bus uh, stop uh, places and they're putting people on trains to New York. 
Yeah, they're paying for them to go to New York. They're not going to be here in Jersey. We're not putting up with it. Uh, Phil Murphy, the king of hair, who, by the way, if you missed over the holidays, Dan, there's some chance that he might be on the show at some point. Ooh, right? Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, Harry Hurley yeah. brokering a deal here. Now, I haven't gone into the mattresses yet to consider how to do that interview. The last thing I'll do when someone comes on in this manner is ever go, you know, all-out warfare as much as, uh, you know, you'll hear him, you'll hear me type of thing. He says it's manageable in New Jersey. I don't think Jeff Andrews is going to agree. But here's Cardinal Dolan, who has such a gift of language and fun and all that. I've had him on the show once, called into the Cardinal Regali show. He, with this group, starts to go after Italian immigrants near the Roosevelt Hotel, the epicenter of this, a parish there. And how they don't get the mission of the Catholic Church, which is to be kind and compassionate and all this stuff. And all he wanted to do was take these various migrants by the thousands, it seems like, have their kids be in a parish school there or something. And these people rebelled and objected to this. And you'll hear him talk about how he tried to remind them of their own heritage as um, immigrants. With Maria Bartiromo, he talked about the Irish should understand this better than anyone. It's the same thing. And he actually makes the fallacy again at one of these interviews of telling us that uh, Jesus and Joseph and Mary were refugees. Not true. They were going to the birthplace They had to register for the census for Roman taxation. So here's uh, Archbishop uh, Cardinal Dolan talking to this Catholic-run center for migration studies. People in that parish were talking about first, second, and third immigration Italians rebelled and said, absolutely not. We will not have them here. Now, uh, Bishop DiMarzio always likes to point out, usually that was done by the Irish, but this time <laughs> it was done by the Italian. And, and so I tried to reason with them to go back in history and to say, this is exactly what your parents, your grandparents, and your great-grandparents faced. It was the same thing. And gradually they began to recall the stories. And they said, oh, we, uh, th- that's right, we remember Nona saying this. Or we remembered when the Irish pastor made us Italians go downstairs for Mass and not be in the main church. When I was able, I'm not saying I was eminently successful here, but I could see the, I could see the ice begin to melt and the people sort of saying, oh, that's right, we are immigrants, we are immigrants too, uh, we are children and grandchildren of immigrants, and that's what makes our, our country great. Now. All right, so that's uh, Cardinal Dolan. So usually in the Maria interview, he brings the Irish into it. Now he's throwing the Italians into it, too. Some of them are first generation, second generation, all that stuff in this parish near the Roosevelt Hotel, which is the epicenter of this crisis. So you have a wide variety of people still reacting to what's happened on the border. The mayor of New York, uh, various mayors, Edison, New Jersey, Secaucus and others. 
They're outraged. Uh, that uh, well, Here's uh, Cut 21, Dan. Here's Mayor Adams talking about busing migrants to uh, north, far away from uh, NYC, from New York City. We're fixing problems because Abbott has created them. I know you've called the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, a bully for his handling of these migrants who, who crossed the border from Mexico into Texas. A spokesperson for him, for the governor, accuses you of hypocrisy, saying you too have bust migrants north away from New York City. How do you respond? Well, it's totally inaccurate. Um, we have, uh, we're fixing the problem that he created. There are many people who came to New York City who wanted to go to other municipalities, oh. and they didn't have any other choice. Uh, oh, yes. Governor Abbott made it clear he was going to target cities like Chicago, Denver, New York, and just on uh, the inauguration day of the Philadelphia really mayor, he sent a plane load there. So he's targeting oh, cities. Why didn't we know that's about a this? big difference from asking people what are their destinations and reticketing them where they can go, where they have families, friends, or other systems to support them. That is what we're doing, and we will continue to do so. Wait a minute. How come that's not in the news, Dan, unless I missed it? Plane loads of people coming to Philadelphia now. Uh, the inauguration day of the Philadelphia mayor, he sent a plane load there. Not any news coverage on that. I haven't seen that of you. Huh. No. no. Yeah, we have to uh, get on that. It's all been in New Jersey. I'm even looking at it here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 855-HO. <laughs> Look, this is the master stroke by Abbott. A, politically, and B, it's a moral decision. You're not going to just keep Texas in the throes of this and get to parade around in Sanctuary City. You're going to have to. Progressives don't want to pay for the consequences. Look, uh, Larry Krasner, they love it, the great experiment, these uh, progressives in Center City. and Oh, my God, it's thrilling to see what he's doing. But they don't want to have to deal with the consequences of it. This is what it always comes down to. All right, side question today. Hit us with the all-time worst or the GOAT, the greatest of all time. You give the category and then tell us who fits into that. And uh, your response to uh, Cardinal Dolan. I played it on uh, New Year's Day, and it was quite hot with people, even on a day like that, simply because it's obnoxious. This idea that this is the same thing. It, it robs from people. The difference of what people had to overcome versus this nonsense. And he is just a willing deflector of the Bidens of the world. And as a moral decision maker, browbeating this parish, when he has a president who is a Catholic in great standing and yet is pro-abortion as anybody we've ever seen. It's fraudulent. The whole operation here is fraudulent. Dom Giordano Show, welcome in. Of course, we have uh, Epstein on the docket today. And uh, my buddy, Steve Ducey, Dan. Oh, God. Oi. This guy is just, he's just annoying every second that I see him in the morning. Like he but, tries now to be annoying. Yes, yeah. They send him in to talk about Trump and Epstein. Oh, why, why him? Why, what? Well, he's the voice on Fox oh. and Friends. They think they're providing balance. The voice of reason. I just Steve can't Ducey. imagine America saying, oh, I get up every day to see Steve Ducey and kill me inside's got to be going, my God. You think he has any fans? No. no? I can't imagine. None? 
No one no. in his DMs hopping in the DMs? No, I, I don't see, uh, you know, and, and I think Kilmeade is the star there, but uh, more and more he just tries to calm himself down, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ducey does a thing, Dan, making a circle with his hands when he's stuck. He has no thought. He just says, he circles his hand like in an uptick, like that wraps it up or something, and I just go, oh, my God. All right, uh, let's go to John in Juniana on Talk Radio 1210. Hello, John. Hello, how you doing? Good, John. I'm surprised you didn't hear about the plane load of people they dropped off here. Well, we, did, was, hear, well, wait, was, we did hear about the emergency landing, but I don't think that was there, on the day of her inauguration. No, I think that was a couple of days before that. It was either the end of last week yeah, or yeah. maybe Monday, Sunday or Monday of this this past week. Yeah, he was arguing they were flying people in here directly. That's why we're saying, where's the No, no, there, there was an emergency or something yeah. that had to land here, and they couldn't yeah. make it all the way to, I think, New York. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, so good. Thanks for the clarification. That, that part we know about. I thought now, because apparently I've seen some numbers that Abbott wants to send about 10,000 people this year to Philadelphia. Hmm. That should be surprising. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Juniana Park is one of the locations. <laughs> <laughs> That's new neighbors. No, no, no. I, I don't think uh, Juniata has its um, quota of uh, immigrants and Spanish-speaking people at this time. Well, give me the borders of uh, Juniata, because uh, I know Juniata as far as all those streets, right? I hate the alphabet. I in, I in Hunting Park, Castro oh, in Hunting Park. Yeah, yeah, okay. And the uh, I like their golf course, though, even though it had I'm up, down. I'm on the other side of the golf course. I'm at the other side of the golf course. Okay. Golf right. course is on Castor yeah. Avenue. I'm on the other end, on uh, I Street. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little course. It's a good course. It's a nice little block where we're at. And uh, my wife, I just can't get her to move. She, uh, she, ain't, she don't want to go anywhere. She's been here all of her life. She don't want to go anywhere. Uh, join the club with me. Uh, sounds familiar. I have the same thing, sounds- John. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Thanks for the clarification. We, uh, we knew about that one, but I, I appreciate it. Now, I don't know of any other flight coming in here. So, uh, But that's the goal from uh, New York. I think it's another 50,000. I mean, Abbott's got uh, certainly enough people coming over the border. Mayorkas, uh, that's not true. Just sits up there and says it every day. So is the border, though... What I'm always probing is which issue in the end is going to reach these people in the suburbs who are making a choice between their own well-being and how much they don't like Trump personally, or they at least have to say that so the neighbors know that they're a good person. Guy Shiraki's written about that beautifully. You know, they, they have to, you know, say, oh, I, I can't stand that, but, you know, what else are you going to do here? That's their refuge, Okay. And in 2020, a lot of them said, no, I can't take Trump. Biden seems pretty moderate to me. Yeah, I realize he's addled and all, but what are you going to do? Are they going to do it again? Indicators are not. But this is going to be close. That's what I intuitively uh, think is going to happen here. This time around, they don't have the secret weapon of the mail-in ballot, although they have this uh, klutzy gang of Republicans who are hell-bent just to lose. I mean, I, I don't know what I have to do. Maybe I have to go to Harrisburg and stake out uh, Mr. Pappas. Road trip? 
Yeah, to get him to explain broadcast. Uh, Dan, we had this guy over at Temple. Now, again, this is the all-timer. I don't think I've ever told you this one. He was a psychology professor who wrote these books, and, and one was an article, a woman in, in her 90s sent it to me from Seattle City. She had a clip of it saying that pedophilia essentially is fine. We're just making too big of a deal about it. Oy. And I got the graduate assistant on who helped him with it. Oh, man, all hell broke loose then. So we had a 70-foot broadcast studio, beautiful state-of-the-art at WWDB. We pulled it right there at Temple in front of his classroom area. And a woman came out that I got, and she said she was a student of his. And when I told her about it, we called her the Oh My God woman. We didn't name her. She just went, Oh My God, and almost fainted there. That was <laughs> pretty stark. Can I, yeah, that 70-foot studio pulls up, you know. Beautiful, state-of-the-art. That's all. Yeah, that's that's one place I would take it to see uh, what's going on with him and whatever bar Vince Fennerty's headquarters is in Northeast Philadelphia, the head of the Republican Party in Philadelphia. Whatever bar it is. People just, you know, again, it's fine to get caught up in the drama, Epstein, the flow of Trump on the ballot and all this, but elections, even as dramatic as this, are won by who wants it more. And the indicator of who wants it more, who has the urgency, who's willing to do what needs to be done legally to win. And we know now it's mail-in balloting. Can't complain at the other side, oh, they're doing it. We're not. We don't have the people in there that get that. They're not ferocious. They're not staking life and death on this. And that's the way that I see it. And that's exactly what I would do. And that's guy guys like Scott Presler who lives this stuff, that's who you want doing it. Not Vince Fennerty and the Pappas guy. Side question today, the all-time best, the GOAT, greatest of all time, or the woke, worst of all time. Make your decision on that. I, you know, I don't know. Gary, coming up here, we're going to have to parse this one out. Hey, Gary, welcome in. Hey, Tom. Come back. Yeah, thank you. Hey, before I go there, can I ask you if you would be interested in having a Giordano community pledge? And that pledge would be to get Rob Pless Pressler in and have a meeting place where top 10 callers, top 20 callers, whoever, whoever, wanted, whoever in, in your community would show up and say, I want to put that app on my phone and I'm going to dedicate doing something in my local neighborhood. Sure. Well, look, um, I'm working. We've got big plans for 2024, and he's in it as far as uh, an event and things like this. So I'll reveal them as soon as we can. But, Gary, he's coming uh, back to Philadelphia on Sunday, January 14th. Sam Orpizo's next, and he's his host again. So we're we're working on it, but I get what you're saying, and you know, just put me in an email, your vision of it. I'm, I'm open to ideas what we could do with him in person. This guy is really funny, charismatic. And we were in Kensington with him, and he had people from Montgomery County and all showing up. I will abs- I will consult with a couple of other top eight guys okay, um, and see if we can put something together if they're interested as well. Okay, sounds great. Like a nice little round table for the callers or something? Yes, that's, oh, man. 
Woo! What that Knights of the Round Table would be like. Oh man, might be uh, an outbreak of God knows what might it happen. Doesn't, there. It doesn't need to be on. It doesn't need to be on air. But you know, yeah. What was interesting about you being out yesterday and the day before? Michael and Dan commented on Greg's vision many years ago, and Jim Kelly was on yesterday and said, "Look, for 25 years it was syndication, and then." I don't know if it had to do with Rush Limbaugh or not. I really don't care what the reasoning behind it is, but we have something now that has a grassroots feel in Philadelphia. And if you're convinced, and I'll say as much as I am, that we can win this state for Donald Trump and the Republican Party, then I want to be a part of it. Uh, I am, and it is, it is not just puffery. This station has more people connected, and you're a great example of it educated, they're going to vote, and they're looking for a way to win during this. And I believe Pennsylvania is the way, and I believe Scott Presler is a key to this. And I'm going to brush aside those other obstacles come hell or high water with the Trump people, which are Vince Fennerty, the Pappas guy, and others. Count me in. I don't know where I'm going to be on the 14th, but I'll be somewhere wherever – he, wherever Rob is and wherever Sam Ortiz is, I will be there. Gotcha. Gotcha, uh, Gary. Good to hear. How now, do I find out where, when and where that is? Uh, he's coming up. Sam's coming up right now. Okay, good. All right, good. So I'll continue to listen. So I'm going to go with your uh, side question of the day, which is um, it's January 6th is the day, and it happens to be the split of the greatest, worst political day for the Republican Party but definitely the greatest, best political day for the Democratic Party. It just happens to be the same day, the same instance. All right, good stuff. Uh, we'll put that one down. We'll have to consult if that meets the criteria here. But, yeah, Sam Rapiz is next because Sam, and am I right when I say mixed martial art? I'm just using shorthand. What, what is the official title he was a champion of? Uh, he was a mixed martial art champion, uh, not, not UFC, just uh, some kind of other uh, organization okay. within mixed martial arts. But he is indeed a champion of the mixed martial arts profession. Yeah, the guy I'm doing nothing out in the studio with him, complimenting me, decides to put me in a headlock, so I had to take care of business there. So he says to me in Kensington, <laughs> over there for the Scott Press, are we going to have any trouble? You learned your lesson, Dom. <laughs> no, I have not learned my lesson. It's all, all the family business will be taken care of. Dan will be seeing you shortly. Luca Brazzi will be paying Sam a visit. All right, he's next. We bring him on because U.S. boxing goes against the trend now, pushing back against this idea of having men compete in women's sports and sometimes boxing now. I mean, didn't you? You don't hit a woman. I mean, is that still a principle, Dan? Do you subscribe to that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thought is if someone's attacking you like that, maybe you try to grab them, restrain them or whatever, but you don't just haul off and smash them. Well, they set up some cockamamie rules, but now they're letting men, transgender or otherwise, box women after the age of 18. So I wanted to get our best expert, Sam, who's a champion, and Dan, just being around this guy, can you imagine someone, even Ronda Rousey? You know, I don't know if she was the best of all time or not. It's hard to say, right? She's glamorized in entourage. She might have been, and she got knocked out. You know, you know what the, the thing that would be startling to a Ronda Rousey? She's used to going in with confidence, knowing that the average fighter, even those women who are top fighters, 
she can pretty much handle, she's not going to get clobbered, right? What happens when all of a sudden you're just on the defensive right out of, I, I, when I was teaching at Triton, there was this girl, notorious, beat up other girls. She was a, unbelievable. Suddenly she wanted to fight with this guy who was just, you know, thin or nothing. She got hit once and suddenly it was like, what the hell is that? How in the world are you allowing that? And Sam will give us more details in the Scott Presler event, too. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.